That makes sense. <laughs> all right, we're live. And then it all That's why you always come over when I have a hot dog party. And hot dogs true. and hamburgers. Hot dogs and hamburgers. That's all you need. <clears throat> you sure? Yeah. Yeah, we're 12 seconds in. 12 seconds 12 in. 12 seconds in. <sighs> and we are live. All right, guys. Well, welcome back um, to the podcast. Today, we're here uh, for episode four. Uh, I want to start off by saying thanks, everybody, for the support. Um, our last videos and the podcast, we got uh, 843 views on Facebook, and um, we really appreciate that. We had like 12 shares, I believe, so we appreciate the support. Again, we ask that you tag anybody, um, share the podcast, the video, anybody you think would be interested in what we talk about, anything anything you want to share, or just share it in your timeline, and um, you don't have to do much to support the podcast. You don't have to pay nothing. You don't have no subscriptions or anything like that, and we plan to keep it that way. Uh, but our main goal here is to bring like-minded people, right, experts, to share information, details that may help guide others with everyday topics like life, manhood, marriage, business, um, anything that pretty much anyone can, can relate to. And today we have uh, Daniel Diaz. Danny. I, I just know you as Danny. I'm just going to call you Danny. There's a lot of interesting facts about that, but we'll get into that for sure. Oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> okay. We can kick it off with the bang already. Welcome, Danny. How you doing? I'm doing good, guys. Good. Doing well. Well? Doing well. I don't, I don't want to make it seem like my education system failed me. Well, that it failed me. So. But it did. But it did. <laughs> so, first time doing a podcast? This is my first time. I. This is my first, like, official podcast, right? Because I've done something similar to this in the past. Okay. But it was a cell phone on a table with not all the cool headphones and the microphones and okay. all that stuff. It was still the same thing we have. Yeah, was more than this, one this is this is more than more than upgraded mm -hmm. to my last experience for sure. Right, right, right. Well, that's good. Welcome, welcome. So today we we have a few interesting topics we're gonna mm. try to cover. So you were in the military, correct? I was. Not anymore. Not anymore. Not anymore. No. How long have you been out? <coughs> or is that how you um, say it? Out or released or. Man, there's a lot of different ways you could say it, I guess. No, out is fine, right? Out, I've, out I've is fine. been since out or separated or, or what have you. It's been uh, two years, so in October, it'll be three. Hmm. How time flies. Three already? Yeah, it goes by quickly. I got out October 25th of 2020. How long were you I said, in there? This October will be oh, three. Oh, how long were you in? Don't age. <laughs> Come on, Ray. <laughs> my math, my math wasn't working for me. He's not a math guy. Yeah. How long were you in the military? Uh, thirteen years. Thirteen years in what branch? The Air Force. The Air Force. Yeah, it was a, uh, it was a different experience for sure. It's not the norm for everybody. What would you say <coughs> was one of the hardest things that you you did there, or one of the hardest things about it? That's that's an interesting question for sure. Um. I think that's kind of one of those things that when you're there, there's a lot of hard moments, mm -hmm. but you're not really thinking about them. You know, you're, you're kind of focusing more on like the, the positive side of things and stuff like that. I, I'd probably consider it something like college. Like, so I'm like, oh, college, like, yeah, it's hard. You got to study. But everyone's like, oh, I had a blast and I was partying, whatever. And that's kind of how I, I, I simulate to the military is like which a lot of partying and stuff like that, too, and had a good time. I met a lot of my best friends that I still have to this day that I still connect with and talk to every other day or every month. They're all still in, and I've made those friends while I was in. I mean, even some of my best friends that I grew up with uh, in Arizona, which is where I grew up, we don't even talk anymore, hardly, if, if not at all. 
And so to me, that that speaks dividends, right, mm-hmm. of what I did while I was in and the people and the relationships that we had built while we were in. So it's a different different bond experience. For sure. So you were in the military for 13 years. Yeah. Wow, that's, that's a good. That's a, that's good, a long uh, haul, long man. Time. Yeah, that's yeah. a whole. Probably 12 years decade, too many. Yeah. 12 years too many. So one, <laughs> one, one, one would have been, been fine. One yeah. would have been good. good high five and, and came back home. Yeah, it was a, it was a long time, and, and honestly, it was a, a a lot of stuff, right? That led to so a normal enlistment when you first come in and is anywhere from four to six years. So you can come right in and say, "I want to do a four year, or maybe for a little extra rank or pay or security or whatever." You know, you'll sign up for an additional two. So I signed up for six, and then an additional four after that, and then you know, two what or three years. So what makes you wanna sign back up? Or like what is there incentives That's thing. Or, or is it you're just booked in there and they're like, hey, might as well. For me personally, uh, after my first one, I had already been on. I was already on two assignments. So I was in Georgia and then from Georgia we went to England. And at that point, when we were in England, I'd gotten a separate assignment to come here to Texas and do recruiting. Mm-hmm. And so that to me was I'd already been doing the same job for X amount of years up to that point. Right. And so I was like, oh, this gives me an opportunity to do something different. And then get back to the states, which is ultimately what we wanted to do. Get back to the states, um, and so I reenlisted to have that opportunity. And how because was it? if not, I would have had to separate from England and then figure out what to do from there, right? And you would have been stuck over there. I just well, I, they would have sent me back, but I would have come back and then had to figure everything else out just on the fly. Whereas if I knew if I came back, did this next recruiting assignment, I'd get a chance to be back in the states, figure things out, decide if I want to continue or if I don't. And for me, it was a series of things that I was trying to do while I was in that I didn't get to do. And so people think that that's for good reason, right? That if you're in the military, you're you're told what to do day in, day out. You don't really get an option in things. And for the most part, that's true, right? Like you have to do what somebody's telling you to do. You have assignments to fill, things like that. Um, But I still, me personally anyways, got my way with a lot of things. Like if I wanted to do this, I'd do that. If I want to do this, I'd do that. So I branched out a lot, got a lot of good schooling done, got my education done while I was in. Okay, um, okay. That's good. But so when things stopped working for me is when I went out. How was it in England? I mean, you're you're from where you where are you from? Where's your family from? Your uh, so I, I came from a military family as well. Okay. Okay. So my father's Colombian oh. and uh he enlisted in the army. And then my mother, she's from Puerto Rico. Okay. And so when her and my dad got together, they, they traveled all around and did that while he was in the Army. So I was born in Panama, and then from Panama, we just went all around. You know, my little brother was born in New Jersey. We were in Italy, and then from Italy, we went to Arizona. So you were kind of used to this? We had already as been we had already been traveling. It was already a thing. So when you started doing it as an adolescent, what, 18? No. Adulthood? Adulthood. Because you, you went right after high school? You s- um, Actually, I did a year of college first, and then I joined and then after you that. Joined. So after that, you were kind of already used to this lifestyle, a few months, a few years here? Kind of. You'd think so, right? Because I, it was in my youth that we had done that, so I'm familiar with it. I have memories of it, but it wasn't so familiar at that point in time because when we'd moved to Arizona, I was seven or eight, something like that. Um, and then I spent the rest of my childhood there. Okay. I mean, we traveled a lot, but that was... That was my spot. So I had already built roots there and stuff like that. I mean, I had friends. I had gym. I had church. Everything was already there. Okay. So to me, it was like, where'd you grow up? The longest place we had lived was Arizona. <laughs> so that's where you... So to me, that's... I associate home? myself with... I grew up in Arizona. Okay. Okay. And my dad 
was in the army and he did coincidentally the same amount of years, I believe. I think he did 13, got out at 13 and then he retired in Arizona, which is how we ended up there. Oh, okay. 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 But from there to England, England was totally different. You know, the, the great Britain is dark all the time. It's just dark, gloomy, gloomy rainy. rainy gloomy. It's just like, man, it'll depress you. Cool. And, and a lot of the folks there, a lot of the women too specifically, they get depressed because there's a lack of vitamin D, right? The, the sun isn't shining okay. down yep. on them. Yep. So they get dep- a lot of them, you know, they go to like they get depression meds or whatnot, right? Just to like increase their mood. And then on top of that, they have the same way we have tanning beds here. They have I'm not sure what the equivalent name of it is. Right. But it's like a tanning spa area. But to bring down those UV lights like the sun to bring that into your system back into your way. system. OK. Wow. I did not know. That. And so a lot of people do that over there. And. It's just one of those things that we learned early on while we were there is if you want to do something, you just have to go and do it because it's going to rain. It's going to everything. And if you plan your day around that, every one of your plans are going to get ruined. Yeah, you're just going to be home. So we just learned. It's going to rain today probably. Yeah, so we're we're going to go out anyway. We're yeah. going to go out and just deal with it. Right? They have yeah. that in Seattle too. The uh, You're right. The um, it's, a, it's, a, it's classified as something. I don't know the, the term, but it has a classification in the uh, DSM book about – you know, weather-related mental M- health. Moods, right? Mm-hmm. It's got to be a thing. You know, I, I firmly believe that everybody, and it's hot as hell outside, to be honest, right? We're, De- you're fucking yeah. melting when Definitely. you go outside. I don't even like walking from my house, you know, the house door to the car. I'm like, that's like a walk in the Sahara Desert. I hate it. But the fact is that even just sitting outside and getting like 10 minutes of sun does so much so for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you guys ever heard of earthing? No, we're, we're, we're taking a different different voyage now but so it's this thing man where uh, if you walk up there's probably a lot of videos and stuff on it but you can take off your shoes take off your socks whatever if you're like in a park or just an area with green grass mm-hmm. and you just plant your bare feet on the grass you just walk around you can just stand there but the the thought process behind that right you know the earthing is that you know your feet is just you're touching the earth you're touching mother nature mm-hmm. the ground and that connection that it brings you it does a lot for you supposedly I've done it a lot. I'll just take my shoes off. You know, if I find a park, I'm like, I'm taking my shoes off. Yeah, I've do heard, some earthing. I've heard the practice, but I, I didn't know the term. Yep. Yeah. Earthing is that specific, that thing. And they have it for everything. At least 30 minutes. Yeah. It says at least 30 minutes. Yep. Go barefoot on a beach or grass. And it says. Yeah. Uh, so I, I work indoors. You know, I work indoors pretty much every day of the week. Uh, my office here in Colorado doesn't have any windows. It's kind of like this. Oh, man. And um, so That'll I, do I specifically have to go outside and walk in the sun for 10 minutes to get my body acclimated to the cycle of the sun. If not, yeah. like I'll stay awake because of that. Oh, I bet. Yeah. So you I will have to go out. You stay awake? What do you mean you stay awake? Like I won't be able to sleep at night because like my body doesn't know if it's night di- daytime or nighttime you don't have like the natural body clock going on right that's you know the people in alaska they have that same problem over there right because the sun just doesn't go down for days on end right, or whatever right. it is so i mean golly their their clock is just all jacked up over there i couldn't do that yeah because so usually when i used to work i used to work at the other shop and i would be in the front i mean i could see the window I'd see yeah. people. but yeah recently when i've been here like the last two three months yeah, I'm like, man, like, I'm just sitting here sometimes. I'm like, man, I haven't done nothing. So I'm just crazy? like, I need to go imagine outside. Prison, I, need to, I need to do, st- oh, so I don't want to imagine prison. <laughs> no, thanks. Um, But yeah, yeah. So I, I, I understand that. So yeah. sometimes I feel like I get distracted. Maybe that's why I also get distracted and I'll just start doing stuff that I'm, I'm like, man, I'm supposed to get to work. I'm like, I need to get out of here. Like, yeah. Especially because it's not that bright in here right now. It looks good. 
but it's not that bright in here, so. No, it's interesting, man. You yeah. know, when you're indoors, you want to be out, but when you're the dude out there laying cement, you're like, I just want to be inside. Right, right. You know, well, I mean, <laughs> I, I would still pick this over being outside, yeah. definitely. No, great. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. Yeah, yeah. but and it's just there's the always choice. something. We have the choice to go out and enjoy some sun. And, oh, for it. sure, absolutely. But but England was a good time. We enjoyed it, and and the nature over there was still nice. It, it, a lot of folks over there still like ride bikes a lot. They're, okay, they're okay. walking everywhere. Um, and when you're out culture. there, are you like um, with your, I don't know how to describe it or how to say it right, but is it just I know you? what you're saying. Like, yes. Is it so, for instance, consider. Dang, we just. I know. It happens. It's an earthing thing. It's just good. We're, you guys are so our, toes are, our toes are touching toes into the table. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, so imagine we've got the city of Conroe, right? Right. And then within the city of Conroe, you have, um, let's take something smaller, right? We'll say like. Willis. Conroe ISD oh, okay. or something like that, right? So that's just like a little subsection. It's got Conroe High School, ninth grade campus, 10th through 11, whatever, the campus building. That trifecta, that little area, if that were fenced off or whatever, that'd be the military base. Okay. So we live in Conroe, but we're within a separate facility inside Conroe. Uh, okay, okay, okay. So in England, uh, it was called Royal Air Force Base Lakenheath, and it was about uh, an hour and 20 minutes from London south oh, okay. and like 30 minutes from Cambridge University. And so right there, we would live on the base. We had a house on the base. Coincidentally, that was better than any house we've ever lived, which for military housing, that's usually not the case. But it was like a it was a, a four bedroom, three story, three and a half bath. Oh, nice. I was like, oh, man, I was yeah. living the high life over there. there. Yeah, it was really great. And so we lived on the base, the, the hospitals, everything we did was there. But we would just leave the gate and then we're in the civilian populace. So we'd go over there and there'd be a lot of pubs we'd go to, restaurants. Um, we could go like punting and stuff like that on, on the little canoe things out Punch, on like Cambridge punching? Punting. punting. Yeah. You get on like a, one of them canoe things with the big paddle, Oh, but oh. the paddle, it's got like a, a stiff end to it. So you just hit it onto the ground yeah. and it uh, sails you off away. Okay, okay. And so you can do that around like the little canal that went around Cambridge university. Okay. And they'd, so they'd show you where all the old princes went to school and they do the whole, is there a, the a time thing. that you're, you're, you're supposed to be back? Like, Hey, Whoever leaves the base, you need to be back by nine, or is it just kind of like go I've and come? So everything's based off of rank usually. So, you know, the single guys or people that are restricted to, like, living in a dormitory and stuff, okay. they try to, to keep an eye on them more than everybody else, right? Okay. But normally if you're married and stuff like that or if you live on your own and, and whatnot, you're good to go as long as you're not coming back drunk or whatever. Right, they're, right, right. They're and you had your whole family with you. I right. did, yeah. My son was actually born there. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. So he's a half Brit. Half so Brit. I was – um going on my way to san antonio and they have that air force base there that's right and lackland air force base mm -hmm. and they have schools for them as well there right correct and me and my wife were like do they have schools for military do they have their whole family there uh. like th that's what we were thinking it's a uh, it's so crazy that i'm so privy to being around people that that know so much about it that when people don't i'm just like wow mm -hmm. i'm surprised myself but honestly it's, it's a fully functional city, city. so yes. we've got our own banks you know, the Burger Kings, McDonald's, whatever's, you know, there's a lot of these bases that have like macaroni grill inside the base, mm -hmm. um, you know, mini malls. And who works there? Everybody. People from the base or just people, people from, from the, the base. So okay. every branch to being branch specific has their own jobs, right? And we'll say the Air Force in general. You could really say that every job or 90 percent of the jobs, your whole purpose is to put a pilot in a plane to go and, and do cool things. Right? right. So whether you're a dentist, medical assistant, you're the gate guard, you're. Whatever job it is that you have, your job revolves around that same focused 
you know, making sure idea. his teeth are good. So right. When he gets on a plane and he goes. That's it. Now, granted, it goes, it right, branches right, right, out right, from right, there. Right. We see everybody, but that's the main idea, right? Okay, it's like, okay. this is our, our mission, right? Same thing for the Navy, the Army. They all have their own mission. Um, so we've got everything. It's fully functional. Schools, elementary schools, high schools. We've got literally everything that you could use there to be able to, to carry on with life. How, how do you think your kids liked it? Or like, I mean, because now they're home. No, it's been yeah. two years. They're home now. They're one spot. Seen any difference with that? Or I think that the first maybe year or two that we were here, it was a little bit of a culture shock for them. Just to, I mean, they, they were in, when we were in, in England, they were still young as well. I mean, we moved here and they were, I think one was seven and one was like, you know, four or something like that. So it was, they were very young while we were over there right. and then still pretty young when we came here. So even for them, just them hearing the British accent for three and a half years. And then come in here. That was kind of like, all right, what's going on here? And then they heard y'all and yeehaw. Oh, Do man. they still have an accent? Or? No, no, they don't have an accent. There's just different words and things that they were used to hearing that now they didn't. And they were just kind of trying to figure mm-hmm. stuff out. But they liked it. And even even over there, I mean, they've got Legoland, all the mm-hmm. Europe. Is, it's, it's like anywhere else. They're still so, you know, we were still going out and doing things and having fun. We just didn't leave the island because I got a family of five. Tickets are like $1,200. To go anywhere, I was like, I'm good. You know, a 15-hour flight. Right, I was right, like, we're right. just going to stay right here. Right. Fine. Be here. Yeah. And you know what? I noticed that because I, I used to travel for work, and it's not nothing compared to another country. But when I would go to, you know, I went to uh, Baltimore. I went to Colorado. I went to different. And I realized that it's almost all the same thing, right? So you still have your McDonald's. You s- it's just the same. The difference is in the background, there's a few mountains. The scenery. And then, you know, some of them, like, uh, Baltimore was there four days and it was kind of gloomy, but it was also cold at the time. Yep. But um, but yeah, I guess it's a- almost the same. Like you said over there, you still have your macaroni grill. You have you, you have everything. Everything's the same. Everyone is so dead strong on where they grew up. It's my city, my whatever. I'm like, man, it's it's all the same. There's stuff everywhere. Yeah. It's it's the same. There's yeah. very few things that'll separate. Like obviously the coastal regions. You know, if you got a beach, that's an obvious separation for right, people right. that don't. But everyone has their thing. Like even people at the beach, like man, I just want to go climb a mountain. Well, they can't yeah. do that. And then you people know? in the mountain are like, hey, I just want to go to the beach. I just want to be at the beach. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's catch 22 wherever you're at. That's true. That's true. Well, that's good. So you, you've you been back here um, in Texas. Yep. So you were still in the branch when you moved to Texas and you just finally. Yeah. So when we got here, we got here in 2014 and I was here on a recruiting assignment. So I recruited right here in Conroe, uh, right off of 105 behind the Whataburger there. Okay, and okay. I did three years there just as a regular recruiter. So I what brought is, in. What is a recruiter? What does that mean? So I would. Uh, What's your job? What do you yeah, I would recruit all the civilians out here at between 17 to 39 years old to join the Air Force. So still, uh, you can still join after 30? 39, 30? up to 39. So I can go right now? You go right now. Yeah, I'm 30, 38 and a half. And there'd be a surprising amount of people that would do it. You know, I, I, I gained a newfound respect for a lot of people as they grow older and the decisions that they make. Because where I'm making that, you know, before I'm 20 years old, there's people that are, well, you know, 25, 27, 28. I've still got friends now that, you know, in, in that age are still joining. And so it really makes you think you know, whatever reason you're doing it, <laughs> whatever purpose you have for that, it um, it's interesting. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? So, but so that's, that's w- the main thing is I would recruit people within that age group to fill whatever various jobs we had available. So are you going out to look for the people? Or are they coming to you? Are you are you like giving out flyers like, hey, join, join, you're going to go to England? I had a way different experience than other recruiters. I could say that. And it sounds like we're being cocky. But the fact is, it's our time to shine. Right? There you go. Come on. <laughs> the Air Force, in my opinion, right, is is what you would consider to be up top. 
I'm not saying the other branches are bad because I've got friends and family and all the other branches right, and it's right, fine. Right. But the fact is that people aren't necessarily lined up, you know, to go join the army or to join other branches and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So uh, for us, it wasn't difficult. People more likely would come in and it would just be reaffirming things they've already seen or researched. And then I just put them in and we'd go from there. Okay. okay. Um, and that's pretty like much what I went. <coughs> like a like a prestigious rank to the Air Force? Like, is it like a l higher level of like um, quality in, in some of their services or some of their just being part of the Air Force? Is it I like? I would say the <laughs> you we could look at it like colleges, right? Mm -hmm. We're going to catch a lot of flack for this. But <laughs> well, be careful because I have a Marine and a, a Navy uh, guy outside. They're all fun. I, <laughs> no, I get it. I just, you know, some people like they'll go to, you know, Georgia Tech or Lone Star. And then some people get accepted to like Harvard and Yale. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of the difference, right, that we talk about is like mm -hmm. uh, really it's a quality of life for whatever reason. Because I don't I don't understand you know, how the semantics of it all work. But for whatever reason, the Air Force is always just taking better care of their people. So when that comes to housing, when it comes to food, money expenditures on what they spend money for for their people. And so when you are provided a higher quality of life, then that is kind of a place where you want to be more than everybody else, because. As a Department of Defense, as a whole, every branch of service gets paid the same. So if I'm an E-1 in the Air Force, I'm getting paid as an E-1 in the Army, as uh, an E-1 okay. in the Marines. As So everything is based off of rank and how much time you served. So we're all getting paid the same. So if we're all getting paid the same and just a few things are different, then it's going to come down to, well, do you want to live a better quality of life or do you want to live a different quality of life? Mm. Makes sense. Yeah, that's what I've noticed with the people in the Air Force and – army and yeah and you can kind of you could usually pick them out you'd be like oh, this guy right here i bet you did this like it's just sometimes you can just tell and that's nothing harping against anybody right. right because there's different requirements for everybody right as far as testing goes and physical requirements and stuff like that um it's different for everybody and i honestly was going to join the army when i first came upon enlistment because i didn't know any better my dad was in the army my older brother was in the army and they both walked me right out they're like no nah, you're going to the air force and so that's really probably the only knew. reason I did. They knew. They knew they had been already in the system. Right. And, and, that, and that's kind of what I mean is that everybody, to some degree, has something to say about the Air Force. Right. Like, oh, the Air Force this, the Air Force that. But they all, in the back of their mind, were like, man, I it's wish. I wish. I've yeah, seen you guys eating ribs over there. <laughs> I know. Boy. I've seen you watch. <laughs> in a three-story house. <laughs> yeah. three, what, what are, big old, big old house. With a macaroni grill. Right. It's just, man. it's everything. It's they really everything. And, and I think I probably we've talked about this maybe in the past, too, but I had an opportunity to get all my college done while I was in, too. Correct. Yep. You know, I've got three college degrees. And I said that's was never in the plan for me. Never did I care about it. You know, I still to this day probably don't care that much about it. But the fact is, is that I was able to do that during my enlistment. And there's people I have known that have done 15 plus years in any other branch Come of service. Never did it. You and it's it, free. You do it during your because most people that I know, it's like, oh, I'm going to wait until I get out and then I'm going to get it paid for. So everybody has the GI Bill, right? And so the GI Bill is, is like a granted thing for you in the military. Some people buy into it. Some people didn't have to later on. Right. But the GI Bill grants you your college. They'll pay for your college. You go to whatever college you want. They'll cover it. They'll give you room and board, all that stuff. And that's when you separate. Now, if you do four years, you know, you join your 18, you get out when you're 22, and then you go do that, it might work for you, right? You're 22. You're right. still ambitious. Still, yeah, yeah. You're doing 15 years. You get out, and you're like a 42-year-old, you know, grumpy man. <laughs> You don't want to go to college. You're like, man, I need to make some money. I right. need to whatever. Right. This is life. And so most people don't do it. But what people don't realize is that on top of the GI Bill, 
you still have access to free college while you're in. Like while you're in, any course you take is 100% for free. This includes certifications, all sorts of stuff. And People you just going, don't take advantage. Are you going, is it online based or did you go? You could do either or. So when I was stationed in Georgia, there was a lot of people that were going to Georgia Tech. Um, LSU wasn't far. GSU was right down the way. And you just and get accepted? Yeah, you just go right in. It's yeah, like hey, anything else. Yep, or they would do like, like the, the part-time classes. Like, hey, Most I'm of them were like community colleges, right? Okay. So just like Lone Star, like you could work a day job and then still go to Lone Star on the side and make it work with your schedule. And people mm. would do the same thing. Nice, nice. So what, what I did. Do you have? I did mine online. Um, I've got a, an associate's in criminal justice, one in human resources, uh, and my bachelor's in homeland security and emergency management. Nice. nice. But that right there, and, and that's again, is just showing that that's something that they put into their people. Right? They right. said, "We don't want you guys to just come in here and do this. Like, I want you guys to have a foot forward." And so Correct. they Correct. give you the time to do it, right? And Correct. all of our training, so whatever job you have. Whatever certification you receive, you get college credits in that at the same time. Okay. And that's that's important, right? Because once you stop going, then you have something to fall back on or now you can go apply at jobs or you have certain things that you can. You're not just like, all right, I'm done. Now y- you don't leave a non-able body citizen, yeah, which a lot of other folks, bodies. unfortunately, you get out into the world and you're like, man, I was a, you know, helicopter, you know, machine gunner and whatever. I was like, man, that's cool. What are you doing now? Dang. You know, like that's. You just have to put it into perspective, and unfortunately, a lot of these kids, they don't have that perspective. I at least made sure that anybody that did these things, right, I'm tooting my own horn right now, but it's like, man, you got to let them know that when, when this is all said and done, there's going to be an after an after effect to this, right? right. What are you going to do after? And that was a big proponent that led me to getting out was I realized that even at 13 years, we had already been here in Texas like five or six years at that time. And we had set up roots. I was going to a gym. We had a good set of friends at that time. Things were going well, and this was the longest place we had been in since I was in Arizona. Mm. So we really s- I started to get attached to Conroe, and I was like, man, I think I want to be here. Um, and so, which is weird, right? For anybody who wants to be in Conroe. When I say it out loud, when I say it out loud, it sounds weird too. Right. Uh, <laughs> but at the time, <laughs> at no. the time, well, you know, it, and granted, I mean, it's, it's grown, grown a yeah, lot. It's, it's grown. grown a lot. But just in general, like going down the woodlands, being here, the lake, just. Again, having a good group of friends, everything just kind of matched up where I was like, I think this is maybe where we want to try and stay. <laughs> and so it was at that same time where I'm already thinking, like, I've got my degrees already. I've done this many years and I could reenlist, but we could go anywhere. I'm like, we enjoy Texas now. I could end up in North Dakota or I could end up in Idaho or something. Be like, man, this sucks. Or in Alaska. Anywhere. Right. That and then suck. then you're kind of like, well, that's what I got to do. Mm-hmm. So I figured this was a way for us to control our own future and decide what we wanted to do. And also at the time I was, you know, I'll be 36 this coming up weekend. So I was, you know, 33, 34, something like that time when I'm making this decision. And all I could think of was like, man, I've still got another seven years to go. Right. I'll, I'll be the 42-year-old that gets out. And even though I have degrees, I'm going to be a 42-year-old joining the workforce, going against these dudes that are 19, 20, have already gone to college, 4.0, right, right, you know, right. ready to go, right? These kids are ambitious. And all I know is how to get a paycheck every two weeks and do what I'm told. And, you know, whatever that job that I've been doing is for 20 years, that's daunting for anybody, right? I mean, imagine you did 20 years as a firefighter and you're like, that's all you know, but you also despise it because you've done it for 20 years and you get out like, I'm going to start my real life. And that's all you know. And now you're like, I'm going to try and do IT or I'm going to try and do it. It's difficult. It's not impossible, but it's difficult. It is difficult. Me knowing that in the back of my head, I was like, man, I don't want to do that. I don't want that. 
let's get out now while I'm did, young. I'm hungry. Did your dad or your older brother have that issue when they were not an issue, right? But were they kind of like, well, what do I do now? And that maybe that's what helped you kind of plan ahead. A, a lot of ahead. it. Or maybe other friends that you knew and you would talk to after they got out. Well, actually, and I had a lot of friends that have gotten out and they've, if anything, were very encouraging of it. Mainly, too, because of, we can say the financial side. They're like, you know, you're capped out in the military. You'll get a salary, but wherever you are, there's, you know, the level for advancement. Sometimes you can get there. Sometimes it's more difficult to, to get up in rank. And you're held at that certain price range, right, that, that financial marker until you go to the next level, which could be years. And so understand that friends my same age were making twice as much as me. I was like, man, what are you guys doing? How are we doing this? And again, it just it all ties together for me where I was like, I don't want to be an older man, not old. Right. right but right, I don't want to be man. older right. and then be struggling. Like, what am I going to do? Like, I've got three kids still. These kids are still mm-hmm. in school. You know, they're not they're not cheap. Right. No, not at all. Anything, you know, food like things cost money. So I was trying to pave that way. And so as I was paving that way, I really tried to figure out what I wanted to do. And for me, it wasn't Homeland Security and emergency management and kicking down doors. And, you know, that's that ought all to be fun, though. It, um, in my younger youth, yeah. it was fun. You know, as I grow older, I wanted to calm down a lot more and do something else I felt I'd, I'd be better suited for. Right, right. right. And so I started to kind of look at some recruiting positions uh, and decide if there were some options for me there. And then um, I, I fell upon real estate. You know, was, was, we were talking to some friends and stuff at the time, and people thought I'd be well suited for it. And it turned out that I was. And so that's what led to that next chapter, next chapter. for me. And th- is that what that's what you're doing now? Or that's what I currently do. That's what you currently do. Yeah. So when I met you, you weren't doing that. When did you meet me, Ray? Back in uh, 1999. 1999. I did. I so I've been doing it since I got out. Okay. So I got my real estate license a few months before I even separated. Okay. And then I sur- I sold my first house the month I got out. Because when I met you, I was chasing you down and finding out where you were at. And going to your location so I can have these, these like triangle shaped things that had like stuff inside of them with. We had already. Yeah, I forgot about that journey. Yeah, that yeah. Is that food? Yeah, it was is a uh, Mexican food. I think no, Indian yeah, so food. It was like a mixture of what Puerto Rican, Mexican, Puerto Rican. What was the name of? Mexican. 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 Ingenious. Mexican. Mexican was the spot. So that's yeah. how that's how I found you. Um, I don't know exactly how, food. but I know people were like, oh, this place is, you know, place to go to. Like, ah, these guys don't know about food. And then I went once and they had this thing called Juicy Lucy. Oh, yeah. The Juicy Lucy. And I fell in love. So it was an interesting chapter for sure. How, how'd that get started? Wh- why so that, that why was food? a business? Or that was it a it business? was a, a food truck. Oh, Correct. Food yes, sir. So and you were still enlisted at the time. I was still enlisted at the time. Okay. So I was already my, my real estate license I had already taken its course. I was already starting that process okay. and doing that. Um, and then before I'd gotten out, uh, we were living out in spring at the time, and I knew that I wanted to do something for myself. I knew I was getting out. I knew I needed to supplement a little bit of income, and I wanted to be able to work for myself. And that probably is, rings true for anybody that's been under uncle sam's thumb for for a long Mm -hmm. period of time you just want to go out and do your own thing right and that's pretty much what happened is i sat down and i was like man i want to do something i don't know what i want to own something had a bunch of what had watched a bunch of like food truck shows and things like that in the past and so originally it started off as a waffle truck i was like we're gonna do a waffle truck while we were in england okay uh we used to go to these fresh markets and stuff like that on the weekend and these guys from belgium would come down they would sell these authentic belgian waffles Mm. 
which is made with a uh, a dough instead of batter, right? So it's a thicker cut, more like a bread consistency. And it's got sugar pearls baked into it, and then they would top it with like fresh Nutella or mm. chocolate from you know Belgian chocolate, and strawberries and bananas, and oh, really good. You don't have one on you? By I any just in my pocket. Okay. It's been melting, <laughs> waiting for the end. It's it's really honestly, it was delicious. And so we figured out how to make them. I bought you know a commercial sized wa- waffle maker, and I was like, we're gonna do this. We're doing it. Uh, what, we're going 100 miles an hour. What did the wife say when, when she's like, let's so do it? Or is it like. When I say let's do it, this was a conversation I had with myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Me telling me, like, let's, let's fucking do it. And I high five myself. And so it, we'll get into the problems that caused. But I was like, I'm doing this. And so uh, I was talking to one of my friends at the time. And I was like, we're going to go do this. So we went up to Houston and we went out to, uh, it was called the food trailer, the place that was making these at the time. Okay. And I walked in there and I was just like, I want this. He's like, okay. Within, I think within 30 minutes, shook hands, cash in hand. I was like, let's go. And so you bought a trailer. Right I bought a back. trailer. Yeah. So you went from the night before to. It went from dream to reality right. overnight. You, you, you weren't waiting for the right time. You didn't plan for it. Like hey, I, I, I need think to the wait problem, too, is that have you ever read the book Unscripted? No, I have not. OK, uh, I think it's MJ DeMarco. But if you read Unscripted, that book is pretty much uh, about entrepreneurism. And it talks about somebody that has lived the nine to five. So they've done the, the day-to-day, and then they want to break the script, right? Leave the script. They want to break that mold of everyday life, like I'm going to work, I'm coming home, blah, blah, blah. And they start to realize that in life, right, you can pave your own path. You can do all these different things and break away from the system, the, the norm way of thinking that this is what we have to do. This is how it has to get done. So that book changed a lot for me. Okay. And it was that process that led to the – I'm just going to do this. Just, and there's never the right go. time. Right. It's like right. starting a diet or starting to work out. Like the there's never going to be the perfect time because there's always going to be a birthday party. There's always going to be a whatever. Right, right, right. Something will always ruin your plans. You just got to do it. So you so you thought about it. You looked at some videos. You got up and you went. Bought the trailer and then? And then I came back and I was like, we have a food trailer. Oh, wait. This <laughs> is before. <coughs> yeah. We, so you're like, surprise. Yes, 100%. <laughs> um, and then, you know, I tried to spit, and I was like, ah, oh, it's fine. It's waffles. And, and your wife's Latina. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. There's problems okay. over there, for okay. sure. <laughs> and uh, with that, I was like, you know, it's just going to be waffles. In our thing, we were, it's funny, cause we considered ourselves healthy at that point, back in my youth. And, you know, we didn't eat fried foods a- as much anymore, right, and, and stuff like that. And so I was like, this is going to be waffles. It's sweet, but I was like, we don't have to fry anything. We got this and that. It'll be great. Let's do it. Right. So she she bought into it. She's like, all right, let's go. And thus we started. And then one day, same thing. We've got some. So another friend of mine went. He bought a food truck same day. Came back. We're talking about it. And he's like, you know what? I think we're eating tacos or something that night. And he's like, this is the best food we've had in a long time. Like, this is what you should be selling. Oh, you and made I, it at home. I, we okay, made it at okay, home. Okay. And that thought messed with me. So like, I stayed <laughs> up at night because I was like, now I was like, my brain was going in a different direction. I'm like, we're doing waffles. And I was like, but wait a minute. Well, they like this kind of food. And so I was just, I was brain, brain fucked. I was like, I don't know what to do. I stayed up all night. I was like, now we got to do this. And so overnight again, it was like, now we're doing all this savory food. Right, right, now right. it's Mexican. We're doing this, this, and that. And so it changed the game plan completely. And now we are frying food. <laughs> now we're doing all this <laughs> stuff. So this is where I lost some of her buying. She's like, wait a minute. This is not what you Damn. presented me with. Right. Uh, but before you knew it, I think within like two weeks of having it, we had our first event. And we just crushed it. We just kept going after that. Wow. And in a matter of probably 30 to 60 days, you know, we had over 1,500 followers on social media, and it just grew. And so it grew to a degree that we didn't expect. And so that's kind of where things got a little wishy-washy. But 
the reality is, is that I got my real estate license. I had already, like I said, I've sold a house. So mm -hmm. I had already made that transition. We're like, all right, this is going to be my job now. Right. But we're still doing this on the weekends. And I was happy with it because even just like real estate, it was super flexible. It was my own thing. Right. No I'm running this. You. You're not going to tell me well, I'm going to choose the events. I'm going to do whatever. Right, right. And the we more, control the more time everything. you put, the more output you get. Exactly. Exactly. And I enjoy that. I like having my back against the fire sometimes and trying to figure out what to do because I'm like, that's what keeps me hungry. Right. If I'm right. too comfortable, I, I get very comfortable. And so this kind of was a way for me to, to really kickstart things for myself and just always be on, on go, go, go mode. And if any of you guys know me, I'm just I just go all the time. All you know? the time. I think that's very interesting what you said. If you get comfortable, you get really comfortable. So you have to know yourself. Oh yeah. In order for you not to get comfortable. A hundred percent. Because if you let yourself, you'll go there. Have you ever taken like a week off of work or a week off the gym or a week mm -hmm. off of anything? Just One up. week will set you back more than anything. And right. this could even be vacation. Like I earned this vacation. And then on vacation, you're like, I'm just not going to answer calls and I'm just going to relax and whatever. That little bit will set you back. Right, right. You know, and you got to come back twice as hard. And when you're an entrepreneur, that ain't easy. No. And that's not just entrepreneur and, you know, like you own this shop or that, but even something like real estate where your job is solely dependent on your output. Right. Because if you don't sell nothing or you don't, you're not out there hustling. Same with, with when you had the food truck. If you weren't going to events or if we you didn't go to events, it dies now. Right, right, right. And so the food truck was great people still to this day i think i get two calls a week still on the food truck oh, yeah. and it's been closed for almost a year now yeah it's been a while and so with the food truck really the reason that that kind of stopped right or ceased or, or whatever at that time was it was just the demand so it went from we're just going to do it on fridays it'll be fun we got the kids involved and stuff like that we're, we're hanging out with our friends we're making food for everybody it's fun and it went from that to there we're like we want you friday saturday sunday you know what now we want you tuesday thursday wednesday and, and that who, was who's telling you all this just it's, it's customers just right so our our, okay. our clientele base was just it was through where social media through you? text message they just it started to grow and it grew at a rate that we didn't expect or anticipate and we weren't ready for it because it in our mind it was always like we just want to do it this day it'll be fun a little extra income it's good for everybody the family it'll be fun and it turned to that into you know that's the demand grew so high and we couldn't supply that for them did because we never like wanted a, it to be did it start feeling like a job almost or like a I just think it was the the obligation of it all. So we wanted one day a week. They wanted more. And as we couldn't provide, I felt like a, a guilt sense of obligation. Like, man, like I want to do it for my, you know, you get that. And, and especially as a, as a, when you work hard and you're a hustler, like that's just, you want to do it. Right. You don't want to say no. Right. And so that can be a good thing or it could be to your own detriment. And so for me as a person, it's to my own detriment because I'll always say yes. And then when that causes problems later, be like, why'd you say yes? <laughs> right, right, right. Well, just because I don't want to say no. And so, so why not keep it at a day? Or it was just overall. It was it was the demand of it all. The demand of it all was like still high. It was still high. It still took a lot of effort. Um, at that time, my wife was already working too, and so we were kind of doing both things. She was trying to find another job, and it just got more difficult to still pay attention to this while doing that. Right. And at another point in time, I had just started another job. You know, oh, like okay. I'm doing real estate real now estate, and I'm right. putting everything into that. And because real estate was still your goal. That, that was, was still, that was always that was my goal. Your, that was always the goal. Yeah. Because okay. I do remember one time you told me you would even spend probably the day before you even opened up the whole day almost prepping, prepping. and buying and this and Doing that. everything. Yeah. And it's even during the week. Like it was a long process. And, and a big part to that was, and, and I'm not saying that other trucks aren't the same way, even though they're not, right? <laughs> is that... <laughs> Uh, you know, the food was all made in-house. There was nothing outsourced. 
There wasn't a single thing that was like, oh, I bought these, you know, whatever from everything was made there. Okay. So with everything being done in-house, everything made from scratch, everything uh, being being produced that way, that makes it more arduous. Correct. It takes more time right. to prepare for that, to make it good. And if had we outsourced things, it would have been different. It would probably taste different. You probably lost we didn't want quality. that. We didn't want that. We wanted w- it to stay authentic. Yeah, I will say it tasted really, really good. Yeah. And, and, and I think that's ultimately – Ultimately, your downfall because it's oh not yeah. scalable. Like it's not That's scalable it to do something super high craftsmanship. Like you go out to all these fast food restaurants. It's like exactly they're everywhere for a reason because they have their logistics down. They have their HR down. They have all their stuff down. While a very unique, very chic food yep. truck is only able to scale within what what they have. Correct. It it takes more time. It takes more effort. And that kind of adds to the whole, like we're talking about the obligation. It was a lot. And and to keep it true to what it was, it was a lot. It took a lot. And there's a lot of restaurants in the area, too, that are, that are just like that. They're like, man, we want to keep it. They don't want to be into the fusion thing. They don't want to modernize and change things. And I think that's fine. But it is for sure harder to not adapt to certain things. Right. And, and I can respect that because I feel like a lot of people, when they start having that success, they probably start to climb. So... Maybe somebody else would have been like, hey, now it's time to get a storefront. Now let's do this. Now let's do this. But yep. you sat down and you analyzed the situation. You're like, hey, we're doing good. We're, we're having success. Yep. But the main goal is this. Correct. Um, you know, it's taken away from our family time. It's taken away from this. And our priority which is this. Which has always been more important. So money wasn't what was no. moving you. Which sometimes I feel like a lot of people make that mistake. And I'll, I'll call it a mistake where it's like, I'm having success. Now let's open two. Now let's open three. Now let's go in here. We have to continue to grow. Correct, correct. So like, for instance, a a few weeks back, I had a message and they were asking me, hey, I'm about to open this. um, I want to take my business into into a location. Once I told them, hey, okay, that's cool. You're having success. But once you get a building, now you have rent. It's obligation. Now now you have, you know, you know, employees. Now you're adding all these other features. That's probably not going to be the same. And it's probably going to bring the cost of whatever it is. You know, it's going to cut into your profit. It's going to cut into your profits. And then. Wow, I didn't, I didn't realize that. I'm like, yeah, so you, you got to analyze it. But that, that's awesome that you were able to, like, you know what? Our goal is still this. We're having success. It was a lot. We're going to make, lot. We're gonna make Ray mad, but we're still going to shut it down. And that was still, and that was still, we'll say my wife had a big part to play in that because she, she had the foresight to see that when I didn't. Because, again, I have a very, very straightforward mentality. I'm always going. And so for me, it was hard to let go. Not because of, you know, the fame, the glory, like, man, everyone loves it, which still, you know, intrinsically get, makes you feel good because you enjoy being able to provide something that people like. Right, right. But it didn't, the, the matchup at the end of the day, like I said, it was never the goal. The goal for us was always like, we're having fun with this. And we did till the end, but we're having fun with this. We want it to be like this. Because you went ahead and you even got a, a spot. You we had a tent. spot. Yeah, like you weren't moving around anymore. Correct. You found the spot. And, and even that, the intention of that was to evolve in a way that still allowed us to separate. Because even the, the intent with having that spot was we had a few other people lined up. We're going to put them on the lot. We can uh, contract or hire somebody else to run our truck. And it could still be alive, still do its thing, and we get to still step away. Um, and that was the intent behind it. Obviously, at that time, the city had a lot of other things to right, say about right, it because right, right. uh, they just have their own restraints correct, with stuff correct. like that. Um, and then at the same time, we had found somebody to take over the truck. They couldn't even handle the demand of it, right? And that's not you know anything bad to say about them. It's no. tough for anybody. Yeah, it's but that those little hurdles where it was like we want to keep this alive because people enjoy it. We like that people can still do this. We just weren't able to find the right people to do it. And so for us, it was just better instead of holding on to it. It was like well, let's just cut it loose. Let it go. 
and and we'll go on from there because we've got other goals right and right, right. that's where we're at right now and, and that's so you shift what's over driving us shift over start doing real estate how's yep. that going how's oh it's going well that to me has been uh it's one of those things that drives me the most i think because for somebody that recruited for so many years you know almost five six years that i did recruitment this gives me that it's not salesy right i, I wouldn't consider it salesy but it gives me a chance to, to still be in front of people to help them and still provide a service how's that feeling when you when you have helped a couple that's been trying to get a oh it's fun i love it i, I love i love the flexibility of the job so just like anything else i'm not having a nine to five myself i, right. I create my own schedule even though even with my own schedule i'm still pretty strict with it sometimes i i like to leave at this time and i like to try and be home by this time but within that realm i'm still doing my own thing right i'm getting things done and so I enjoy it. I enjoy meeting people, finding out what they want, helping them look for it or helping them sell. It's a, a different feeling, you know, it, it really is. It's different than anything else. And it's fun to learn about because real estate is super diverse. It's not just, oh, we're buying, selling. There's so much to it. There's a lot of terminology and there's a lot of things. You know, there's loopholes to everything. Mm -hmm. Always For everything, there's always, a loophole. Always. And same thing in real estate. And sometimes when you can find that loophole for somebody... Yep, yeah, yep. get them that house. That's awesome. So, have you tried any other new projects? You got anything else? Any other side hustle? Have you done after after Mexican uh, yep. rest in peace that I miss so much? <laughs> so I've also uh, I've also been lost uh, lost I'm lost lost we found I'm, I've been lost we found you I've been earthing and lost launching a uh, like a lawn care company as well. Okay, that's uh, called Luxury Green Lawns, and uh, and so my brokers real uh, Lucky Money Real Estate. That's the brokers that I work with uh, out in the woodlands. And so with Luxury Green Lawns, what I was doing with that, my intent behind that was, and it started around September, October of last year. How'd that happen? What were you watching? Or was it a... Man, it was, this is interesting. I was showing a house. So I was showing a house out in, uh, I think it was Grangerland or, or somewhere in that area. There's houses in Grangerland? They've got a whole community they're building over there. Actually, wow. I did see that off of 3083 or something like 3083 that. 3083 and uh, 1484. Right, like past that elementary school or something yep, like that's that. That's right. right, that Grangerland Elementary is yeah, right there. It's, it's, yeah. it's getting full everywhere. It's weird because you think Grangerland, I drove to Grangerland just yesterday. And I was like, what are we doing here? Right. Just didn't make, nothing yeah. about it felt right. I was like, we got to get out of here. But then when you think about it, it makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah, but we're running out of space. It's out of everywhere. It's out of anywhere. And nice community out there, no traffic. That's what people want. Exactly. Mm. They're building a, off of 242 close to 59 as well. They're building a bunch of housing communities over there, which, I mean, you go down 242 far enough, like, so you'll hit 59. Right. That's still a little drive. Yeah, it is. That's a, a hike. Uh, and especially on those lanes, they're so narrow, and sometimes traffic builds up. But they're building a lot of homes over there. So it's legit. I forgot what question you were at asking. Grangerland. You were at Grangerland for your business, for luxury. Oh, yeah. yeah. Luxury. So I was, <laughs> I was showing a house over there, and we were actually in the office talking to the guy that uh, that works sales over there, right? Because for new construction, even though you're a real estate agent, you still talk to the sales guy, and you go through all that stuff. So we're in there talking, and through the window, he's talking to the guy, and I'm just kind of looking around because I don't have a part to play in that at this right. point. I'm looking out the window, and I see these two Mexican dudes outside with some spray pumps. How do you know they were Mexican? <sighs> that was very racist to me. Yeah, Hispanics. We'll say Hispanic. But we, you can say that. They're browns. Right, they were short. They were brown. They, they're, there's a lot of indicators. <laughs> there's a lot of indicators. And as a recruiting person, you probably... Monterrey. You, you uh, I've done a lot of... <laughs> well, actually, no, yeah. We had a guy from Monterrey in our second show, and he was real pale. Really? Yes. So anyway, so you saw two two male Hispanics. Two male Hispanics, and they had these backpack things or whatever and spray pumps, and they were spraying the grass. And at first, I thought it was like pest control. Fertilizer like, or something. Something like that. Uh -huh. They're painting it green. 
and I was blown away, just like anything else, man. I, I get stuck on something, and I'm like, oh my god! I went to bed that night, and I couldn't sleep. Exactly. I was like, there it is. True story. I got. I don't know if I got a call or I got a message. Always that. Hey Ray, check this out, man. It's like all over the place, and he was he, oh, you man. were stuck on it. When I get fired up, like it's dangerous, and so I could. If I can't sleep, it's a problem. I could not sleep, and I woke up the next day. Next thing you know, I'm at Harbor Freight and buying these pumps. And that was it. I'm on it. Yeah, really. And I was so, like, oh, what, so what are you going to do, this. Danny? And he's like, no, nah, man, I ordered it already. It's already on its way. It's coming. <laughs> I went here. I bought that. I was like, I don't, I, I'm, I'm all about it. And so, so the thing was, was, it? it's, uh, so it's, it's a grass dye. And so you mix it with water. And what it does is it basically, it stains your grass green. Mm-hmm. And so it'll last up to 12 weeks. And you just spray it on. It's non-toxic. So it doesn't harm pets, kids, anybody. Dries in 24 hours. And then it's good. It'll make your lawn look perfect. And so the guy that was doing it, uh, shout out to him, is Alonzo Lawn Services out in Houston. He had like 50,000 followers on TikTok. I was blown away at that too. I was like, man, this dude's just painting grass. And then I I started researching and realized there's nothing like that in North Houston. And so that was when I was like, next day, I was like, I'm doing this. And I went and I got it. I started watching a lot of his videos and kind of following his instructionals and stuff. And I went out and I just started doing it. And I think within the first like, two or three months i mean i'd done probably like 18 lawns or something wow and that's just me by myself out there wife would go help me with some of those and each time i did it i'd get better and better and then i, I mean next year i got three four five pumps and doing the whole nine and so that for me for the winter was a cool transition because i'd wanted to get into lawn care but i wasn't sure how which method i wanted to take and this was like a new thing there was this new Very new. new niche that wasn't there and people were still drawing to it because in texas right when it's winter your grass goes dormant and right. it turns, you know, dirt hay color, and then mm. that's it. It just stays like that. Even right now, it's like all. There's say, a lot of them that is burnt. Gas is booming right now. So real quick, I want to stop you right there yep. and ask you. So, I like the fact that you 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 got an idea and you just went for it again. You you didn't stop. You didn't like. Oh, it's not the right time. Next week, let me wait for this. You know what? Let yeah. me let me talk to ten people. Let me talk to, let me talk to a consultant. Let me talk to a CPA. You know, you're like, I have an idea. And and you just researched it, and I feel like that. We're, right now, we're in the age where you can just look up stuff on YouTube, TikTok, you wherever you want to look, whatever you want to do, or whatever idea you have. You can really just zone in, get a laptop or your phone. You don't even need much. Get a phone and start googling and start learning and yep. learning. And that's what you did. Oh yeah. And you said you did eighteen in the first like two months. Two months and and. Not numbers, but you, you saw a profit, I'm guessing. Yeah. You saw a profit, and it was It was like good. It carried us through the winter time for, like, that specific thing that we were doing there. Uh, and by and carrying, you mean, you know, to carry your bills, to carry what you need to do. Well, like just, just for, stuff, you know, I had, I had goals, right? Like, I right. wanted to try it for here and then see if it was a conversion of something that I could do in the summer. So, for that bill of time, it worked. I was like, wow, it brought back profit, right? We're, we're in good standings. Um, my overhead was super low because I bought the pumps. I took care of them. I didn't have to buy new ones. Um, and then the product, I already had the product, and I mix it with water. So really, it was just self care, and let's go. And with that, it worked. It worked really well for me. And then I wanted to see if, like I said, then I could maybe in the summer launch it. So now we're turning it. Now we're cutting grass, and then, and then start adding. Just just kind of start about. to add from there. And so I've got a few people that I that I have in a partnership with that we can start doing that. And that's the next phase now is determining if we're going to just start moving into the lawn care now, and then doing both. Because even not too long ago, I painted another another lawn not long ago. And the same thing. It's still summertime, but it was burnt. Yeah. Same thing. You know, in the winter it dies, and in the summer nobody burnt, wants burnt. to water it. You don't even want to go outside. Right. So, you know, your poor grass is frying out there too. What are what are the services cost like in terms of painting uh, grass? 
So really, it asking de- for a friend. It de- <laughs> it depends on the square footage, but we'd say like a normal, like a medium-sized house or something with anywhere between, we'll say 500 to maybe like 12 or 1500 square feet for the front uh, would run anywhere between 160 to 180 dollars, and it lasts up to 12 weeks. So mm-hmm. it could be up to 12 or uh, sorry, up to three months. And uh, as I did it through the winter and and coming into it, uh, I had one lawn specifically that I would like keep and use it as my marker. And it made it through. Must have been seven rains, you know, cold temperatures, hot temperatures, everything, and like two grass cuts, in, mm-hmm. in a period of three months, and it was still green. It's called luxury green luxury lawn. green lawns. So that's it. We're on Facebook, social media, everything, all the things. It's still running, still up and running. That still up and running. that's still, still up and running. That's, yep. that's good, man. That's good. And I, like I said, I, I really just like that fact that you just you went for it, man. And I feel like. A lot of people, even some people that might watch us or, or know us, that, you know, they, they a lot of times are like, oh, man, it must be lucky or wow, you, you got lucky. Like, no, I, I got there. I didn't sleep. You said yep. you didn't sleep. And I just got to work and started to Now, will you always have success doing that? Maybe not. Right. But but if you really put the effort and time and you and you do your research, you should. That's the key. Yeah, it's, I was listening to uh, you, ever, you ever heard of Vic Blends? Haircut no. dude, that's no. my guy. Yeah, no, no. Why am I saying why? <laughs> uh, he's a social media influencer too. He's a barber. He's, he's cuts hair out of North Carolina. Okay. And so I've followed him for a few years now. He does like motivational stuff. But he said something the other day that made a lot of sense to me. And what he was saying was, the grass is not greener on the other side, right? He said the grass is greener where you water it. Correct. And I'm sure a lot of people have heard that in the past. Mm-hmm. But sometimes when I hear things like that, it'll get it'll like play circles in my head for like an hour and be like, oh. That was one of those things because it was it, it can be attributed to business so well. You could try this business be like, ah, oh, it sucks, it didn't work, let me jump to this business now. Oh, this one sucks, right. let me jump to this business. Correct. But Correct. anywhere that you have a business that you apply effort to, and the more you dump into it, the more you pour into it, the more you think about it and nourish it, it's going to grow. It's going to be green. Correct. And so that my problem sometimes is that I spread myself too thin. And I do too many things where any one thing doesn't get too much attention. And when that happens... Why, I'm like, oh, why are you looking at me? <laughs> yeah. yeah, so so that's that's one of the uh, a big thing for anybody, right? It's spreading yourself too thin, where you can't pay attention to the right things to scale them. Because correct, you can't scale them if you're if you're doing something else. Like it's impossible for that business to run as a machine to grow the way it should. Mm-hmm. That's absolutely. But how do you true. know when you're when you're too thin or not thin enough? When, when any one thing's not yeah, growing the way it's supposed the to, the numbers their numbers don't lie. Like if ever, if something's just plateaued, you know something's wrong. You're not putting in. You're not having the right input. So you should just focus on one thing at all times. No, no, <laughs> you can focus on multiple things, but you shouldn't spread yourself too too, too thin. thin. Too too thin, yeah. Anything or maybe you know on? get get something to a point where it can evolve and it can operate on its own. And then, and, then it, and we'll take real estate as an example for that. If you grind and you hustle and you get it to the point where that the clients that are coming in, your customers that you're going to be you know, buying or selling their homes, when it hits the point where it's coming as perpetuation, where they're coming in without you having to find them, right? Right. This person brought you this person. That person brought you two more. Those two more bought you three more. Right. That at that point, that business is working. It's succeeding. It's working for you Correct. now. So now, not that I don't have to put effort there. But instead of 100, I can give it 80 now, and now I can put those 20 and something else and, and continue to do something else. And so that's, again, the problem that I have sometimes because I like yeah. to do 
lots of things and, uh, and yeah, entrepreneurship they call like they call it you want to buy your time back that's right, that's right. Like you, as you're scaling let's say you're putting it 40 hours you start buying 10 hours back by paying somebody where you pay yourself half of that and then you just keep buying your time buying back your time. until you're able to use that time that you were spending 40 hours but now you're only spending 20 hours and then the other 20 you're able to either um make the process even m faster more ad automated more efficient, yeah. more efficient or do a different avenue correct correct not everyone has the patience for that though yeah so so that's me so for instance like r i feel like now where i am in my business it's like i've built it to a certain point where i mean i am also in the retail business so it is yep. a little bit different but I've done it to the point where I can have somebody there and I can start focusing on other things. But I will say at times, um, my anxiety kicks in, right? So I look at the cells and I'm like, what the heck? And it might not be bad, right? right? It might just be a little dip and I'm like, I need to do this. I need to do that, right? But I think my like my goal is not money like we talked about earlier yep. with, with you and your business. Oh, yeah. My goal is my time. That's right. right. So I'd rather take a little bit less, right? So um, I can always let go of the employees and stay at the store and make more money. Oh yeah. But then I'm at the store. So always. then I'm so then I'm just self employed. Then I'm just right. I'm just I'm working a nine to five, it's just you're my you're nine living, to five. Exactly. You're nine to five. Right. So which a lot of people fall into that trap where they get stuck in that where they have to be there so often. Or the flip side, which is a problem that I have as well, is not that I can do it better, but I feel like I can do it better. Correct. Right. And not not micromanaging, but I mm. feel the need to still be involved, to Correct. still be there Correct. because it's like it well, could be with anything. Yeah. You can do it better because that's why you hired them. If Correct. not, they would do it on their own. They would do it on their own. They would mm. do it. Or they wouldn't be or you would have to pay them the same exactly you're making it could be like you said you see a dip and you're like crap i need to be in there i got to go back right, in there. Like I they're doing something wrong something's going that, on right and but so i see what you're saying that anxiety and those things can really hinder you you reaching those goals correct and i think what's helped me with that and maybe anybody that's in this boat it can it can help them too is just i've focused a lot of time in showing that employee and almost dupe making them me like me that's right in a way so teaching them what i know and little by little so i wasn't just like hey Here's everything you got to do. See you later. Call me if you need something. No, it was just like I was still managing a lot of things, but it was like, hey, now you do this. Okay, you're doing it good. Now do this. And, of course, taking care of your employees, right? Yep. So so that's very important where you take care of them because then they they take care of you. If they feel valued and appreciated, then they're going to do, correct, they're gonna do well for you. So, like, recently they worked so much, and I was like, man, you guys never asked for a day off. You guys are always here. Yeah. They're like, well, it's because, you know, we got goals. And I was like, that's cool. Well, you know what? Go ahead and take a weekend off. I'll still pay you for it if that's what what's yep. what's what's holding you back or whatever. And um, they came back. They were excited. They were refreshed. They were ready to go. And they came back with new ideas. So I was like, okay, see, that it works both ways. Kind of yeah. like when we take a step away, you invest into them. Correct. We say take a step away, and then you get more ideas for your business. Yeah, but it's important. It's time for for what they call it, self care. Self care time is important because it it gives you like you said that time to step back, look at things from an outside perspective, and see if there's a way to to do things better, more efficiently. Or you're just deciding like, man, this is, I, I need to do this more often because I'm spending too much time wherever I'm at. Correct. Correct. And correct. we can all get in those cycles of working. I mean, it, even though we're not working nine to fives, we can put ourselves in that same cycle where it's like I have to grind all this time and I'll take this little bit of time off. Correct. And so then you're not doing anything different. And I think that's what I heard is like you're not a business owner. You're just self-employed. You yeah. you get lost in that. So is there any other projects or anything else you're working on? <sighs> other side hustles? Cause knowing too many. Yeah. So that was so that was one. Um, I also recently partnered with uh, with a good buddy. My name's name's Joseph. And he uh, he and his mother own a Doshirak Korean 
uh, Korean restaurant here in Conroe. Okay. Off of 105 too. And uh, I, I believe it's the only Korean place in Conroe, to be honest, oh. as well. Uh, authentic Korean food. I think you got to go a little further south and into Houston to have other stuff. But 105 and what? Uh, 105 and 105. West Davis. West Davis. Okay. Yeah. okay. West Davis. And they've got it. It's 2105 West Davis. <laughs> what? Hey, Is there another intersection? Car, car show there this Saturday. Raising that Saturday. There you go. Um, Why well, you got to go to it? Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> they've got everything there. And um, so him and his mother great people she was she's been running that restaurant he came down from montana to help her run it as well and he's huge into the car scene so he does uh he's got a lot of like japanese imports and stuff mm -hmm. and he kind of works in a bunch of cool stuff like that and he also has been working on bikes practically his whole life he does bike repair and uh bike maintenance right. just regular Taking bicycles and so we we had a conversation one day kind of we were already talking about the green lawns and stuff and and we were talking i was like you know what would be a great idea <laughs> i was like bike rentals and not just any bike rental, but I was like electric bikes. And I'd been talking about those, those like segways. Mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like the stand up ones right, right. from like Mock Hop. I was like, I thought that was a great idea. Right. And I was like, you know, between Conroe and the Woodlands, there's a good market for it. Mm -hmm. Because even out off Market Street or, or on the waterway, any time of day on the weekend, you see people out there riding bikes, doing things like that. They just want to be outside. They want to be in that area. Right. And I was like, listen, we need to buy a whole heap of these bikes and we need to whatever, whatever. Next thing you know, all season rentals is here. <laughs> And there so you know. we we launched it, you well, know. Yeah, I've seen I've seen a couple ads, but I didn't know what. And what so it it's it's mainly at least for right now it's mainly all electric bikes. So we have a series of electric bikes. Um, they're not fully electric, so some people think you just get on it's like a motorcycle. With this, you you ignite the electric motor, kicks on by you pedaling. So you pedal like once, and it'll kick the motor, it'll go up to twenty miles an hour. Oh wow! I'm two hundred and ten pounds, and you fly. And then when it starts to slow down, pedal once or twice again, it kicks on and boom, it goes. So oh, you can kind of slowly pedal or jog it, and it'll take you 20 miles an hour the entire time. Can you control the speed? or how do You, you can. So okay. it's got low, medium, high speeds. You know, low, you're probably about 7 miles, medium, about 10, and then 20. So once high. it takes off, do you accelerate it, it, it more? It stays there. So when you're going, you're going. <laughs> how do you stop? It has brakes. It's got okay. brakes just like a regular bike. So. Okay. <laughs> well, I figured, yeah. what if I'm in like in a... An intersection. Yeah. <laughs> So it's got all the good stuff and, and it goes really well. And so those right there uh, for what it was, was like, we, you know, I've ridden them to the gym. I've ridden them five plus miles and I'll get there in like matter of minutes right. and I'm not even tired. So that just goes to show that you can get a long ways with them. You can have a good time. You can That's spend good. an hour on them. And that was the whole thing. I was like, let's do this. And then from there we evolved kayaks, paddle boards. Um, I think in, in the next week or two, we're buying sumo suits. And so, all season rentals is going to be you can rent anything. We're going to rent out those sumo suits. You got a party, mm. um, little bull ride things, uh, tables, chairs, pretty much an all for one when it comes to rentals. Halloween costumes come Halloween. We're going to have Renaissance so Festival stuff. You don't think you're getting too thin? So this, there's one more. Because I see my friend over here. There's one more, up, yeah. Flaring up over here. So that one, <laughs> <laughs> so that one's fun. We've got that right there on the back burner. And then the last one is. Uh, oh, there's more. There's more. But wait, there's, there's more. The, this, there's more. This one's. There's, but this one's, uh, I'm W2 on this one. Okay. And so this one, um, as well, I work, I was doing real estate, and one of the guys at my gym, I sold him a house, and he moved here from Dallas, or from Fort Worth, the Fort Worth area, and he works for a roofing company. And so throughout the process of, of selling his house, we were talking, and he was like, listen, man, I think you'd be a great fit for this. He's like, you know, you're great at sales, you're great at everything. I want you to come work for me as a, as a project manager for a roofing company, and, uh you know, I'm building a team in Texas. He's like, you'd be pretty much me and you right now. I was like, all right. So I said yes, and uh, it's been probably about six months now. So now I'm a roofing project manager as well. 
And so I do that. That's that in real estate is 50 percent mm. split, 100 percent within my time and everything else takes like a smaller note. But those two things is what I do. And um, that's really it. Anything else? But uh, I like how you, some of your businesses should be automated, like your your rental stuff. It's all Correct. just about inventory and the logistics of what it's pick up, drop mm-hmm. off. A majority of it's done online and a lot of the other things tie into each other. So, for instance, the real estate lawn care ties into that whether i'm selling a home buying a home when it comes to home sales that's when we offer up the grass painting and stuff like that before they go and get photos uh, we do the same thing if we sell a home or buy a home we offer those same services and we tie in lawn care to that so the lawn care and the grass painting tie into each smart. other smart and then um i've also used for the bike rentals i've given them out to realtors to give out as closing gifts like hey you know one or two free hours for your clients when they close, take them out. On, you know, we have like date night packages. Take these out in the woodlands, whatever. Have a good time, and go right around. And do you have all this equipment in the in the warehouse, or do you have a? Yes, so we've got a we've got a garage space for it. So my partner Joseph uh, has a garage right over here in town, uh, like mm-hmm. a mechanic shop mm-hmm. garage, and he keeps them in there. And so we do that so in there. So you got to go there to pick them up and then take off, or is it? So if you're picking up here locally, whether it be Conroe or the woodlands, and you want to pick up, that's the location that you can pick up at. And um, if not, if you want, then we still do offer a delivery as long as it's within 10, 15 miles and anything else, we'll charge you a little bit. Okay. Do those stay um, stay busy throughout the year or do they? is there a season where there's an influx of? As people? we've come to learn, there's definitely a season for it and this is not it because <laughs> it's hot <laughs> as hell. Uh, and that's this is one of those impulsive things where we realize that it's a great idea, mm-hmm. but it's hot as hell. Nobody wants to walk outside, let alone be on a bike. Mm-hmm. And so I think uh, we were kind of talking, we think that between September, October is when we'll start to pick up more mm-hmm. because it's just cooler out in right, general. Right, People right. still want to be outside. They still want to do things, but not right now where it's just like, and you're finding brutal. out what those things are so you can rent them. And that's things. Right. And that's why e- even then, like the whole goal was to, we we're starting with the bikes, even though timing on that with the heat probably wasn't the best, but we've got them in inventory now to be able to rent out. Mm. Um, and then from there we were carrying on. We knew that October was coming around the corner and that's where I like, we got, you know, Halloween costumes. Let's get those on board. Pet costumes. Renaissance Festival opens up between September, October, throughout the rest of the year. Let's rent out Renaissance costumes because those things can be expensive. Definitely. And for people to, to get them and wear them once, I'm like, why not rent them out? We rent them out at a super low cost, depending on what it is. And then from there, they can just, you know, take them, bring them back. We, you know, the right. overhead on them isn't bad because we know we're getting a return on our investment. Correct. I'm sure whatever the item is, you use it a few times or you rent it out a few times and it starts paying itself. It pays for itself. At a certain point, it's just profit after that or yep. maintenance here and there. And wow. so that way, just like any other business, like you want your business to kind of hit a niche throughout the year, right? Correct, even correct. with, uh, and your wife does the does the Herbalife shakes. I'm sure that even in the holidays, right, you want to start pumpkin spicing things up and do go. the whole nine. Exactly. Like you just, you have to exactly. find a niche for every market right, right, to keep people like in front of you throughout the year. Right, right. Yeah, even at the store here, we'll, we'll do certain sales, certain things. You have to. You, like you, you have to, I feel like in any business, you have to stay with the trend one, but stay with the season, what's happening, right? Like be able to move around it. It's being innovative. Exactly. exactly. It's being innovative. Too many right people there. nowadays, they're, they're not, right? Or they stop putting into their business. They stop putting into things. And just like the grass, man, if, if you don't, we don't water it or paint or, or spray it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Then you call me and I paint it. There <laughs> you go. There you we go. always make it work. <laughs> One way or another. That's good, man. That Yeah, but it's. So you got two. Your, your tagline should be 
your gr- your grass isn't greener on the other side. You just haven't hired me. You haven't hired me. Like that. <laughs> I had there slogans for days. It was like I was yeah, thinking sure this guy most of them were too provocative in nature, but there was a lot of stuff going on. I was like, just had so many ideas. Like, oh, yeah, man. Just go, 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 go. Yeah, but I think it's good, you know, and also I'm always looking for things to involve the kids, and I'm always thinking to the future, right? Hindsight 2020, I'm always thinking like, you know, my oldest, she's 15. She'll be turning 16 in October. Already I've like, I've had to separate a car for her. We're Hispanic, so we got to throw a big, you know, party and mm-hmm, do all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. So already I'm allocating funds and doing things necessary for that and preparing for that. And at the same time, having those conversations with them that's like, listen, what do you want to do? Do you want to go to college and waste daddy's money? Because that's not going to happen. <laughs> so what are we doing next? Right. Right. Like, I mean, and granted, they still have the GI Bill. So for my kids, like I can I got my degrees while I was in. This is the kicker. So now they get to use the GI Bill because it was untouched. So they have college paid for already, okay. but I still don't want them to go there and waste it. I don't oh, want see. wasted time like that. Just, mm. it, you know, right, right, nobody right. wants to waste time. No. And that's something I'm trying to explain to them is if you think that you're going to go now and, you know, get a degree in basket weaving, like, no, <laughs> you know, it's just, and I understand you're not going to have it all figured out, but let's have ideas. And so some of the things we talk about are, you know, what are some colleges you'd be interested in, if that's what you want to do? What are some areas of interest? If that's not it, maybe it's retail. Who would you like to work for? Right. What would be okay. some things you'd be interested in doing? And then lastly, we talk about entrepreneurship. So like, what can you do to make money? What would you like to do? Right, what do you right. think is a good idea? And just kind of pick their brain on those things and see what they gravitate to. That's real good. So you're not just pushing a certain thing like, hey, I was in the Air Force, so you have to be. Or I'm no. an entrepreneur, so you have to be. Or I went to school, so you have to go to school. Correct. You're, you're just being open. There's a disclaimer. I've given them like deadlines. So mm. Right, which is it's good. Like you're not going to be right. 21 and living in this house right, and doing right. nothing because yeah. I'll drive you to the recruiter myself. Right. That's what I told my kids yesterday. I was yeah. like, if by 20 you don't have them figured out, you're, you're getting kicked out. Yeah, you guys yeah. are nice. I <laughs> you told have my to son, have the hard love. I told my son at 18, you guys are pretty nice. Parents, you got to uh, man. Is hard. No, I told hey, at eighteen, you got to figure it you gotta out. You got to be homie. doing something. You gotta, yeah, yeah, you got to figure it out. Like, you cannot graduate from high school and then be hanging out on the couch. Correct, right. definitely. You know, definitely. you're not even allowed to be ten year old in my house and laying on the couch correct. like that because you make me angry. Like, what are you doing? Correct. Get up, go correct. do something. Mm-hmm. Right, Scrub the right. floors. And I think that's that's something that I feel sometimes people get away from it, or we start building. You know, we're probably better off than our parents were, and then. A lot of people feel like, okay, well, I know what it's like, so I want you to relax because at 10 years old, I was doing this, so I want you to relax. But I feel like you have to take that into consideration. Like the fact that I was working at this point made me probably who I am now. Correct. Or the fact that I was actually doing things, not just sitting there because is what what made me. Everyone's upbringing, I think, has a big part to play in this stuff because for sure you can tell the, the genre of people that when they're raising these kids, right, in their teens, like you said, they're like, I ah, don't worry about it, this and that, or they already have the understanding that you're going to go to college. You're probably going to go to this college. You're going to do this, this, and that, and there's nothing wrong with that. Right. I don't advocate for it specifically because I have strong feelings against it based off of numbers and things that I've seen in my life, so it's super opinionated and biased on my end. Right. But when I look at it, I think, okay, a lot of the kids that graduate from college – even locally, right? We'll take Sam Houston State. We'll take uh, Texas A&M, things like that. 60% of them don't get a job in the degree that they graduated in. Correct. That's a big Correct. number. That is very right? big. And, and the reason it's 60 is because the other 40, they don't finish. So even even a grand percentage, I think it's like 30 to 40% that start Lone Star, don't make it to the next level. They don't finish or they don't take it to the next level. The ones that they do, the 60% finish, and they don't even get a job in that realm. So what does that tell us? We're, we're starting off with debt. And then you're working at Chick-fil-A as a manager or you're working at 
Best Buy right. or Something whatever totally the case is different than what, what than what, what you got you, a degree in. And would I would you think that's probably because maybe you're at 18 deciding I'm about to 100%. sign this four years into and then you know two years into that you're discovering who you are as a person what you really like you're Absolutely. no longer in this you know 6 a.m. to 4 a.m. p.m. for school and the thing is is when you go to college they they embrace that thought process that's the whole reason you can change degree plans you can be in your sophomore year and be like you know what I thought I was gonna be a nurse I don't like blood I'm gonna be a freaking you know whatever bodybuilder right whatever they're like cool now you need these extra ten classes to go down this path sign 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 cool extra and you could do that 50, seven extra times fifty thousand dollars. I mean, you go from a four-year degree to like eight or nine years, and it just continues mm -hmm. to go, correct, and this, you're not getting anywhere. Correct. And so that, to me, is a scary thing, and that's why I think that having the conversation now might not go anywhere. Right. But if we can jog that, and you, but they, it's there. they might have a good thought. I mean, the reason that we have doctors today is because there's people that made that decision early on. Some of them was their parents, but to go to school for 10 years, you have to decide pretty early on, like, I think I want to be a doctor. Mm -hmm. I want to be a lawyer. Because not many people are starting that in their mid-20s or the 30s because it's arduous. It's a long time. Correct, correct. It takes a lot of money. There are different points in life at that point. So it starts young. So if one of them were to come up to me and be like, you know, I think I want to be a veterinarian or I want to whatever, I'd be like, all right, cool. Let's like, Let's it. start working towards yep. that. Yep. But if you're, you know, I want to be freaking TikTok model and what? No. But it's easier to be that. Let's just be YouTubers. <sighs> so easy. I agree with you. I agree with you. That's what we're doing. I agree with you, but that's. Those are those things that's like, I'm just not going to allow them. So I, they've got up to, I'm like, if by this time we don't have anything, you're going to join the military. Right. That's fine. Oh. Join the Air Force. You'll be there for four years. You'll come out with some money in your pocket, a degree, and you'll be money to go to school if you want, and you can start your life. And even then, and that's that's why we have that conversation. I tell them, whether you go at 18 or 20, even if you get out when you're 22 or 24, you're so behind the learning curve. I think it's, what, 25 or 26 to have like a fully developed like adult mm -hmm. brain. Right. 25. 25 so you get out you're still you're in your still. youth you could still decide what you want to do and now you've got discipline because right, that's right. the other thing kids don't have and i don't mean discipline like you got to beat their butts but i mean the Join discipline the that responsibility uh, there you go right like hey i need you to pay bills they're like how do you pay bills you're gonna find <laughs> out <laughs> you're gonna find you know real and quick. They, they learn how to pay their cell phone bills how to you know pay a car note how to do whatever like they have those responsibilities brevied upon them too so it's not like they can just get away with not doing it you'll get in trouble if you don't so they learn quickly how to do those things so i'm like i would much rather prefer rather than you go to college you do that for four years come back you've got a good head on your shoulders then if you want to go to school it's paid for right. and maybe you did the right thing you got school done while you're in but you're you're set forth better in my so opinion step right. forward already because right with on. all that discipline and all that responsibility and maturity you come back and you're like well i can do all this all these things by myself i can start a business by myself I oh can, yeah i can go to school by myself if i want to i can they can do and, and you're not really coddled like a lot of things you're, you're forced to do alone or you're forced to figure things out you know on, on your own on your own time forced to grow up and so i think those are good things but i mean again I, i'm not we don't have any one path like this is where you have to go but the further along they go we talk about it more for sure that's good that's good because at least you're planting those seeds so they know, and they know they have the support. Yeah. And, you know, they're not scared like, oh, my dad just keeps saying college all the time. Yeah. College, even though I have this business idea over here that I'm about to be a billionaire. But, but that's why I, I'm constantly like, I, I'm not afraid to open up a job. I'm not afraid to do things because I also, in my mind, I would like to have them involved in these things. If they kick off more than I anticipate, we have something going on here. Like now I can take that and like, listen, like you're in charge of this now. Just giving them more responsibility and things mm -hmm. that they can be involved with and let them know that. You can be an entrepreneur too, and you can start things off, and and that's a good way to go about it. 
And so that, again, was the idea with the food truck. Got larger than we expected, but that was where we did that because they, they would help out a lot with that as well. Okay. Any I do remember, sure, take my order. Yep. And that'd be in there. I think form. what people need to understand also is for any th- any business endeavor, you, you have to have capital. You have to have money in order for it you. takes money to make money. Yeah. Always. So yeah. I know it's easy to say, oh, I went and started a food truck, but they didn't, s- they didn't see the six months of savings or one year of savings yep. or two years of savings. Like you still have to generate yep. certain amount of capital before you even start. That's right. Even if it's with like a thousand dollar laptop or a thousand dollar machine or a anything like that like you, you, you everything is yeah. risky Always. and people yeah. are afraid to risk that that little bit of money to be able to do something like that which is why it's important to and let's go back to kids math is important like yeah. you got to understand like cores. listen and even mine right now like if i give them 20 dollars, they'll be at target and starbucks like before i turn around right. and it's like young ladies that's what they want they're like oh i just yesterday i was like oh god this hat's like 12 dollars. i'm like cool She's like, can you get I it? I gotta have it. I'm like, what's in your account? She's like, six dollars. <laughs> nope. I was like, guess what? She's like, just give me the other six. Just give nah. me the other six. It's nah, so it's, so <laughs> it's not easy. how it works. I was like, you gotta save. She's like, but what do you mean? It's six. Just give me that. I was like, nah. No. It's right yeah, there. So was, just yeah, give just it to me. Just do it. Just give me your card. You mm-hmm. know. So it's like those things. And uh, and I, and I'll give him a plug shot right now. If you guys have ever heard of Greenlight. Yes. Okay. So I, I we signed him up for that a few months back and. That is actually, man, for, for children or anybody that have kids, that's a great platform for them to start learning how to utilize money and finances because it gives us an opportunity to give them like a weekly allowance if we want, you know, 20 bucks or whatever per child. Um, and it goes, it links to your bank account so you can just easily switch it over. It's not mm-hmm. like something else. And they can have the app on their phone. They can see how much money they have. They can manage it. We Anytime the, the card gets swiped, it gives you an alert to your phone. And also it gives them into investing. So you can give them a separate like $5 allowance every month. And there's a separate investment portfolio section on there where they can start going to the stock market. They wow. can start investing. Oh. They can set goals. I think the first day my daughter got one, it pinged me. It was like, goal, save money for apartment. I, oh her, I was like, oh. son of a, hey. Hey, you hey, you you here. hey what's going on here? <laughs> Mother She's ever. Like, you said by 20. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, wow. You got to start early. You but, start you know, early. but it's so cool to good. see what they do with that stuff right, because right. they can set their own goals and stuff. And you can monitor the whole thing. It's super efficient. So yeah, I give them a plug. Before. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Really I didn't know they had the stock, the stock part of it. But yeah, I did, it's I, super efficient. Correct, correct. But that's good. And like a point to what he was saying was just having those funds available too. I feel a lot of times people just because they want to be check by check they are check by check yep. and they're like well it's because i'm not ready for that business well make some make some adjustments, adjustments you know yep. make sh- some sacrifice. struggles s- sacrifice something so when that opportunity comes or you see this video on youtube and then you don't sleep all night so you can start yep. it the next day mm. then you're ready because there's that. nothing worse than not having the caliber right? having a great idea and not being able to uh, it's, it's, oh shit it's the world it's my world uh-oh. Well, got there. But that's it. But yeah, it's, it's, it's having that. So, you know, even sometimes I've had people like, dang, Ray, you got lucky. I'm like, well, yeah, wasn't lucky when I had to make some sacrifices and not yep. go here and not do that and not go buy this to be able to build some, you know, when I started, I didn't start with much. But, um, and I look at some of my videos too when I first opened, I had a 16th of the items that I have now, like I had nothing. And I'm just like, how did I open a store with just this amount? It's crazy. You know, and it's just like being ready for that. And, and, and to say with the kids, I do that with my son too. When he's like, Oh, this news thing came out and I'm like, okay, well remember last time you spent it all. Yeah. You should have said, you're right. So now he'll do it. Like, Hey dad, I've been saving, but I still need like an extra five bucks. Okay. Well, well, what have you bought? And then, you know, 
like see that he hasn't bought nothing. I'm like, okay, I do this two, three things, and yep. then I, and then I, and then I got you. It's no, huge. That's good. Yeah, we got to do that. Real thing. Last thing I wanted to get into real quick is uh, BJJ. Yeah. You you do Brazilian jiu-jitsu. The jiu-jitsu, I do. What got you into that real quick? And and um, so go ahead. I'd um I'd done martial arts my whole life already, and so I grew up doing taekwondo. And then uh, when I joined the military, actually I was on the military taekwondo team. And so that was something that growing up, a lot of my friends that had joined the army actually joined on the, it was called the, uh, the armed forces, uh, I'm sorry, uh, the WCAT program, world-class athlete program. So every branch has that where technically imagine going to college and playing baseball, right? Or college football, same thing for the military. They can recruit you specifically to play a sport or to do a sport while you're in. And so when I came in, um, I had tried out and I got recruited to be part of that program. And so I did air force taekwondo for almost like four or five years. Mm or something like that. And so I'd travel around, I'd go to camps, I'd go to different fight-offs and stuff like that. So I was, I was heavily into martial arts way into my adulthood. And then when I moved here in 2014, they opened up a jiu-jitsu school that was literally right next door to my office. And so, coincidentally, I'm walking down to the Korean spot I was telling you about. I'd go there every other day or whatever and go get some pot stickers or, or something to eat, and I'd walk past that gym to do it. And so one day I'm walking by, and I'm just kind of looking inside. And I was kind of interested in it. I didn't really know much about it, but I just walked in. And once I saw what they were doing, I, I was like, I got to try this out. Right. And I got hooked. So I and started that same year. Uh, at this point in time, it was 2016. And now how do you – does it help you maybe like – is that your, your way to relieve steam? Or is that a, a way to help you kind of just deal with everyday stress? We, or? we call A lot of people call it mental therapy. I mean, for sure, if you've got mental issues, go see a therapist. But for <laughs> sure, I do think that it is a form of mental therapy in that, the, you know, People find yoga therapeutic, right? I right. mean, I could paint a wall and it can be therapeutic. So that for me is a, the mental release it gives you that you can focus on that while you're there is huge. And right. so that for me is I, I definitely deal with a lot of stuff in life in general, um, whether it be from the past or currently. And that is the biggest relief. You get on the mats, you start rolling around, and it's just like you don't think about anything else. Right. right. So it definitely has done a lot for me. Um over the years, and I've met some of the coolest people in the sport as yes. well. Yes, you meet a lot of cool people and from all walks of life. Oh, yeah, I mean, from everywhere. I, yeah, I've dealt with people like maybe if I would see them behind the branch, and I'd be like, oh, you know, but now I'm like, oh, this guy could be jujitsu, and this guy can be jujitsu. Yeah. It makes you like rethink a bar fight after that. Right, yes. After definitely. like, you know what? I don't know if we really need to do this because right. you really never know. You really don't. Like Some of the people you wouldn't suspect, you're like, oh, shit, this guy right here. Correct, correct. And then I've been humbled a lot of yeah. times with people that are like a little smaller than me. You yeah. Know? And uh, I mean, I've only been doing it for about a year and a half, but, you know, I'd be like, oh, this guy, come on. Yeah. Come on. And then I'm like, in a, you know, yeah, my arm's bad about position. to be broken. And I'm like, holy moly, what the heck? I'm bigger. I'm stronger than yep. you. And, you know, so so that's getting. Do your kids do jujitsu? Um, they did for a while. They've kind of stepped away from it because they're they're wanting to get into more like school style sports now, like volleyball and things like that. Okay, okay. And so I'm giving them the opportunity to do that. I think jujitsu is great for any kid, and they should definitely stick with it. Um, I want to mine want to do more of the school stuff now, and I can't take that away from. Them. Right, I did the right. same thing, so it's not bad. But it's definitely been a been a huge propeller in my life for for a lot of different things. And I know that when I first got out of the military too, like that was a big transition point for me, and having the gym and like that side of things for me was huge in that transition because even in recruiting, it was still, it was still military related, but having the gym was like, I was surrounded by civilians all day and I was built, I was making civilian friends. I was doing all this sort of stuff. And so that helped it be not so difficult for me because one of the biggest transition issues I had was I was used to being around military people all the time. Right. Like I said, my best friend went from Georgia. We were stationed together to England. We were stationed together, came back here and we still see each other twice a year. 
even oh, to the, even the, to this, the guy Kevin. that I met, Kevin. Yeah, yep. yeah. Even to this day, we still see each other. You know, at least once or twice a year, we still go. Either I go there, he comes here, and so it's been like that for the entire time we've been enlisted, and it's been difficult, right, to to integrate ourselves into life and to meet people that have that same mentality mm-hmm. and that same like bonding structure that we had while we were there, and so the gym provided that for us. That's good. Yeah, a lot I, of the friendships I, we I have really are still like there. It. I re- I really I really like it, and I I tell people that's a good way to go. And to me, like like you said, I, I relieve steam and I don't think about nothing. Don't, yep. Like I'm not thinking about businesses, nothing. It's just like a way to can let the steam and it's a good workout. Like I come out of there. Yeah, like oh, 100%. I, I'll go to the gym and do, you know, um, like a good workout, um, you know, with like last week when we had Joey on here. And, and I'll be sweating. But if I do like 10 minutes of rolling, Done. I'm pouring. I'm exhausted. It's crazy. Exha- I went Monday to an open mat and like. Yesterday I woke up and I was like, man, why am I a little sore? And I was like, yeah, oh, yeah, that was getting beat up. It's That's crazy, man. It bruises all over your body. Like, where do these come from? But it, but it's actually like I I really sometimes even look forward to it more than the gym sometimes just because I feel like yeah. or it's a different camaraderie as well. Yeah, it, I look at it too. Like, man, it, it's it's like mental chess, mm-hmm. right? So it's like even at the gym, yeah, like it's it's one. more structured, but in jujitsu, it's like it's not just weightlifting or working out but it's like you have to literally use your mind at the same time yes. imagine like doing math and like on a bike at the same time like oh my god i'm trying to figure yes. this thing out like it's just your mind constantly has to solve problems and i think that the reason why it does help a lot of people out too is you know you learn how to work under pressure Definitely. you know you get a, a larger person or somebody that knows how to utilize their body the right way to get mm-hmm. on top of you and then hold that pressure yes you have to learn how to breathe under that pressure yep. and so having the the capacity to learn how to handle stressors like that in life when you get really stressed out it works the same right. way like whatever is pressuring you you don't feel the same level of stress anymore because you've been under so much pressure your heart rate is just chill chill you know i've gone to the doctor and they're like huh you just don't feel the pressure yeah, right i'm like you're, you're not 600 pounds like this is nothing yeah so That's it's awesome. really weird it applies to all areas of your life 100%. what do you what do you train jujitsu at carlson gracie. carlson gracie so i go to carlson gracie on, on fraser Okay. And uh, I've been training there for probably a little over three. And then uh, I was at Presto Jiu-Jitsu before that. So okay. Okay. Uh, both good schools. There's a lot of good schools in the area. I think you train over at uh, Rivas, right? Rivas, Team Rivas. Yeah. At Rivas. So there's good people everywhere. That's the Correct. good thing about it, it is that I don't. there's no animosity necessarily exactly. between gyms. Exactly. Uh, most, uh, we like on Sundays, I like to go out to Taurus Jiu-Jitsu out in spring. Like Cobra Kai. I mean, it can be. You know, I mean, there's. <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying that. Yeah, it I'm can not be. saying there's no drama yeah, between there's, the schools. There's there's definitely, drama. There's so still a, a mall fight. Yeah, there's still, like, <laughs> a lot of stuff that go on there. But for the most part, a lot of these schools, Tours Jiu-Jitsu in spring, they're a great school we go to. Revolution mm-hmm. Dojo in Houston, good school yeah, as well. I need to get out more. But, uh, no, yeah. Yeah, I go, and they talk to me, like, hey, welcome. What's up? You know, shake hands yeah. and the respect. What I like the most about it, and I think why I, I really want the kids to get into it, but they're doing more sports yep. as well. Like, but it's just the respect, right? So, yep. you, you, you know, you respect, uh, I don't know what it's called. Like, before like you rank. Step, you, before you uh, step into the mat. It's like customs and courtesies. Correct, correct. Yeah. And it's just like very and then very traditional. Yeah. And you, you roll and then right at the end of it you shake hands, hey, thank you, cool. Thanks, you know, for teaching me and, and it's real, real good. Cool, cool, man. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I recommend it to, to people as well. Last thing for you here, um, what would you recommend or what advice would you give a young person um that wants to get into the air force or I- any branch of military what, or what do you tell people when they're about to enlist what's, what's some feedback or advice you would give them yeah, well really i tell them to do their research right everybody should do their research ahead of time don't take anyone's word for you know face value right so take your time to, to look things up and decide what you want to do um and then ultimately d- like you were saying before don't just chase the money 
right? So you, know, you might go in there and be like, I want to do this because it's going to pay me this much on the outside. Well, it might, but you might not be happy doing right, it, right. right? So find out as best you can what might make you happy and then figure out where you want to go from there. Some people just want to drive their face in the mud and just be like, I just want to, you know, eat crayons or I was kind of rude. <laughs> Whatever it is, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> they want to do certain things. So right. decide which path you want to take and then go from there. But I tell people any, really any branch, anywhere that you go, they're going to take care of you just the same. They're, that's just the truth of it that's all good. is. So um, I think if you don't know what you want to do with your life, that's the best place you could be in this because you're not going to waste your time. Right. right. You know, you're going to you get something out of it. You're going to get something out of it. Right. With, even if at the very least it's life experience, you're going to get life experience out of it. Right. So, you know, you can go spend four years in the Peace Corps and I'm sure it's great. And it's, you know, it's got a lot of cool stuff. But at the end of the day, like well, that was a bad example. Yeah, it's just <laughs> yeah. You could be painting rocks outside. I don't know. Right, right, right. Yeah, it could be anything, but it'll, it'll definitely not set you back. So well, I say they should definitely go for it. That they have a plan for you. Yep. They have a plan. If you don't know, that's a good plan. Yeah. But if you don't go there and you tr- and you just don't know your plan, somebody else is going to do it for you and they don't really care what you about. That's true. Anybody, you know. That's true. So the military has a plan for you. You're still an asset. You know, you're still yeah. an asset to somebody so they're not going to just let you dwindle by. You might not love it, but there's very few things in your life that you're just going to love all the time. Right. So get through it, you know, you're getting something out of it. That's so good. nothing good. wrong with that. Anything else for them? Million dollar question. Mm, didn't you have some purple uh no i think we have some purple. feedback but i think someone just said um we also still need the managers at chick-fil-a um <laughs> i guess that's going based on and, and i i agree with that so i tell people a lot of times and I've, I've learned that throughout the years or especially these last four years um we still i i tell people well right they'll tell me right nobody not everybody thinks like that not everybody's gonna get up at 5 a.m not everybody's gonna sit there and i'm like and that's fine and that's cool because we still need people at mcdonald's we still need people at at the restaurants we still need people at at, at certain businesses right and and that's okay and even if it's just that transition where where you know maybe you're 18 to 25 and you're working those jobs like there's nothing wrong with it and i don't ever talk down on people i try to guide people and i try to give them advice like hey do something for yourself like hey you know talking to you or talking to you i've noticed that you can do this or you're passionate about this but you're just stuck at the shop because you're waiting for the right time. And if you're there, that's fine. We n- we need people that are committed to some. A hundred percent. So where whatever job you have, I've got friends there like they're bartenders. They've done that forever. They love it. They want nothing more. And there's nothing wrong with that, right? right. Whatever brings you joy, you should do. And there's nothing against obviously like Chick Fil A managers. And, and the reason we bring that up, right, is because again, you could be going to college for four years or plus, get a degree after putting yourself in debt in accounting. And then be a Chick-fil-A manager. Right. That's where I see the disconnect, right? right if right. you started from the ground up or life hit you hard or whatever, and then you end up there, man, by all means, right? We do need those people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you went there for a plan and you didn't get what you wanted out of that plan, that's where I see the problem. That that's There's there's a problem with the system, system is, right. is the reason I that agree. we brought that about, yes, yes, yes. is that the system itself isn't always meant to bring people success, and it's bringing them into debt. And so you're kind of starting off already backtracking already, yes and nobody wants to do that correct, so because yeah, I, I went to college and i got into that but i accepted i'm like hey i tried it yeah i didn't like it i noticed it wasn't for me and i was out and if it's for you it's for you and that's fine it's because it's a path that yeah. most people you it know when, when it, they're young me, it's it, it, it was for me i went to school i paid it off i'm working in the field that i work in if it wasn't for that i wouldn't be able to make what i make and i was I also wouldn't be the person i am today of course so it definitely worked for me and that's and, and that's a small percentage mm-hmm. of people. That's not to say nobody can do it, but it is 
The fact is, that, and these are facts, it's a small percentage of people. So people right. have to go in already with that informed, you know, idea that I may not make it here. I have to really have a strong headset on what I want to do. And if you don't have that mental fortitude, you could be part of that larger 60%, right. which could be a problem. But as right. long as you know that going in, you made an take informed choice. And yeah, take your chance. Take your then chance. let's do it. Go you know, there. Life is made of choices. Sounds good. All right, Danny. So thank you so much for joining us today. For sure. Uh, um, you know, we're definitely going to bring you back. I feel like we still have a lot to talk yeah. about. So many topics. But uh, thanks, everybody, for watching. Everybody that tuned in. Uh, thank you guys for still supporting the, the cast. We're four episodes in. Uh, we still have a lot of ideas. If you have anybody, Danny, or anybody out there has anybody that would like to come in here, show some, uh, uh, share some information with everybody, would really appreciate it. Again, please, everything's free here. We don't charge for nothing. We don't ask for nothing. We ask that you just tag somebody, share the love, share the support. And without any other words, Danny. That's it, guys. Lucky Money Real Estate. If you guys are looking to buy, sell, hit me up. Let me know what's good. Go to Dosha Rat Korean for your good, good foods over there. And uh, I appreciate you guys having us out. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. Hit me up if you need a roof. Or a bike. Or a bike. <laughs> or tacos. Or your grass. <laughs> or some tacos. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Say crest white strips. <laughs>